Welcome back to the ninth episode of the podcast, Interrupted by Christ. I'm here with Braden Wilhoy right now, and I'm and I'm here with my cousin Clark. He's kind of going to be here listening in to see what we kind of do here. So it's a beautiful Wednesday morning, dude. It feels so good outside. Yeah, it's this, like 70 degrees. The sun's not like out, out, but it's like, it's, it just feels amazing. Outside. Yeah, when, like when I got, I got up pretty early this morning, and uh, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt the whole day, and I felt pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit chilly going to work this morning. But other than that, when I came outside, felt great. So, Braden, uh, I know we just had our podcast Sunday and we talked about it. It's just been two or three days. But how's your week been so far? Uh, it's it's been pretty boring. All I've been doing is work. But I did finally turn in my two weeks notice, so I'm getting out of there ASAP. But me and me and Cole went fishing. Would you even count this as fishing, or would you just count this as a? 30 minute trip and then go home uh i mean you can get well you caught a fish so we can consider it fishing yeah yeah so we me and cole went fly fishing on the south holston monday so we get there around probably two yeah because i had school until one o'clock so yeah and they shut the water off at two so me and cole walk down to our little spot water's still up starts coming down we're like there's there's nobody here let's go we got this whole river well, right whenever, right when they started dropping the water, there was an old guy on the other side of the river. He got in our honey hole, and I was like, "Man, you gotta be kidding me!" I was like, "I'm forcing him out of that." Yeah, we were there first too, because we yeah. were waiting on the bank until the water to low down, lower down, so we could get in the water. We were there like 20 minutes before he was. So me and Cole get in the water, and we start walking across this river. <clears throat> it would cost that bitch 10 bucks. He's using a dry fly, and it's top water, or however you want to call it. So we get over there. Sure enough, he's fishing with a top water. And uh, I told Cole, I said, just keep moving up river and just push him on. Like he just needs to go away. Cole starts moving up river, and I finally catch a fish, and people start piling in up above us in the river and below us in the river. Yeah, when we uh, when we first got in the water, there was a guy right up from us that Braden said that we were we weren't really pushing him, but we were kind of close to him. And then there was four more people that were all together next to each other, maybe twenty more yards up the river. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so I was like, you know what, Cole, let's just get out of here. So we go up river about 50, 60 yards or whatever, and we're like, nah, we'll just go fish the grates. There was 10 people at the grates. Like, there's, there was nowhere to fish. Yeah, and the bad thing is, too, like, when you go fly fishing, you don't cast very far compared to using a spinning rod or using, like, a bait caster. They were all using spinning reels, so they pretty much took up the whole river because they were standing on the grates casting straight out right where we'd be standing at. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, like they, they took up... The whole width of the river, and then they took up probably 20, 30 yards downriver. That's in, ridiculous. Yeah, so at this point, we were <clears throat> kind of thinking on if we should go to a different place or yeah. what we sh- or if maybe we should wait until they move out of the way. But we decided, uh, what I don't know where we went, where we were going exactly. What is it called? We were going below Big Springs into like just like a little pull off in b- behind an island back there. But then right when I got to it, I was like, crap it takes three hours for the water to lower down here so we were like let's just go home just yeah at that point there. we already wasted like gas trying to get up there we already knew that the grates were completely full we had really well we could we could have went to bring big springs couldn't we and just fish right below that that, well, was, that was really our only option the water would have just started going down right there yeah so it so. had been probably another 30 45 minutes till we could actually get in the water yeah so i mean so all around it was I mean, it wasn't a terrible day, but it wasn't the best because we didn't have a lot of time to fish or do that much. But, thing. I mean, hey, out of the people that we saw, I was one of three people to catch a fish. So, I mean, yeah, I, I can't. the only one fly fishing. 
So can't really say that about myself. I'll take it. Which <laughs> we weren't really we were only down there for what like maybe twenty five minutes, thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, we wasn't so. there long. But we just I didn't really I didn't really see any fish. I didn't. And we you didn't get that many hits. I was like, let's just get out of here. And you caught that one probably like five minutes before we left. It wasn't that. It wasn't right when we got there. Yeah, I seen him. I seen him hit the top, and I was like, let's put on a little bit smaller by itself, make it simple. And I threw over to him and I caught him. So it was just adapt and overcome. Yeah. So the, name uh, of the game. Anything else happened? Anything interesting happened uh, on your week so far? Other than that, I sold a motorcycle. Finally, got it out of my way. Um, it was in my basement for a while. I don't know. I don't know who bought it. It was some weirdo. But, uh, yeah, Cole bought his, Cole bought my motorcycle off of me. So, you want to tell them about that? Yeah. Uh, my parents will figure out when they listen to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. What, they don't know about that yet, do they? Well, I mentioned my mom. She wasn't really the, you know, she wasn't that She's happy about it. She's a mom. Not many moms like their kids getting on motorcycles at the age of 19. So, but, uh. One interesting thing that happened that uh, my week, which actually happened about five hours ago, I took my boat out for the first time this this spring. I didn't take it out. I just took it to the car wash to wash it up and uh, kind of fix it to get it ready for spring. So once we got there, we got all our cleaning chemicals and everything ready to go. We're about to spray it off and so we could wash it. And Clark was putting the quarters in. Well, I don't know if he was then, but... I just looked at the boat, like where the trolling motor is, and there's a little hole that the wires, they travel through there to come to the back of the boat. And a little mouse ran out of there, ran about five <laughs> yards, and just stared at me. And I'm like, what do I do? And then he just he just ran right back in the hole, and I was like, oh, God. So a mouse is looking at you, and you don't know what to do? Well, I didn't know what to do, but, you know, I didn't really I didn't really want to try to reach it and grab it, you know? Yeah, you don't grab a mouse. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have been very good. Okay, guys, so I think we're going to get into the verses now. Today, uh, our topic is going to be about creation, how things started, and the seven the seven days of creation. Um, Brain's going to start out with his verse in Genesis. <clears throat> All right, so this is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the very first verse of the Bible. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So this is a, most people know this verse because it's mostly used, but um, there's something, there's a really cool fact about this that I didn't know for a really long time until a couple months ago. But scientists say that you have to have three things in order to have a universe, and you have to have time, space, and matter. Those are the three things that you have to have. And the cool thing about the first verse of the Bible, it says, In the beginning, so there's your time, God created the heavens, there's your space, and the earth, there's your matter. So in the first verse of the Bible, it literally tells you what you have to have to have a verse. It seems simple, but if you dive into it and you do research on it, it literally tells you, it proves science, is what it says. Science proves the existence of God in the first verse of the Bible. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty awesome, too. Um, how I said Clark was with us. He mentioned a second ago about how uh, like maybe they put it at the beginning of the Bible for a reason, you know, like to disprove that, which is pretty— Like it was planned or yeah, something. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And uh, you mentioned this to me last week, didn't you? When yeah, we wrote Sunday. It, when we wrote it on the board mm-hmm. after our last podcast. So, yeah, I didn't really think about that or didn't really didn't know about it until you mentioned it, which is pretty awesome. Well, most people don't know that. I mean, I didn't know that. But that's a thought. That was a really cool fact that because a lot of people don't see the proof of God in the Bible, so I figured I'd just go ahead and get that out of the way. And you can't really disprove that because, I mean, if you believe in science, then you obviously have to believe in the first verse of the Bible. So exactly. So I'm gonna get on and I'm gonna read uh, Genesis chapter one verse twenty-seven. So God created man in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male, male and female He created them. 
So us on earth as humans, male and female, we're created in God's image, and we should try, as us as Christians especially, we should try to want to walk on his image. We should try to live, we can't obviously be like God or be like Jesus when he was on earth with no, without no sin, but we can try our hardest. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people get down on themselves for who they are and how they are, but God made you in his image. I mean, to know that you are made in the image of the person that created these beautiful galaxies and these universes, that's saying a lot. Yeah, and we're made, like you said, we're made in his image, and his image is perfect. Yeah. And if we're made like him, that means we're perfect to him. I mean, that's that's a that's awesome to know that we are made in God's image, our the creator of everything, and you were loved by him and he made you in his image. I mean, that's I mean, that's just, if you sit down and think about it, you really can't think bad about yourself anymore because if you do, then you're just I can't think of the word. Yeah, I mean if you if you're thinking bad about what you look like, then you're pretty much saying how God made you is wrong. Yeah, you're which, telling him is wrong, which is not right. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, God has no sin, so everything that he does is perfect, including us. Yeah, God makes no mistakes, so when he made you, he didn't make a mistake. All right, so I'm going to let Braden read his second verse. It's in Hebrews. All right, this is Hebrews chapter 3, verse 4. It says, For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. So you go out in today's world and you have the builders and the contractors or whatever of, you know, real estate buildings, these skyscrapers, these sidewalks, every kind of building, it has a builder. But the one who made those people, the one who made the materials to make the, to make the buildings is God. So God makes all things in order to make other people able to build stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have the builder, you know? You yeah. wouldn't have any of that. He wouldn't have... If it wasn't for God put that knowledge in him also to make that building, <clears throat> I mean, he wouldn't have the knowledge without him. The basis of almost literally every building is concrete, and you have to have the materials in order to make that concrete, and the one who made the materials is God. And, you know, and also, too, it's pretty amazing to me if you think about it because nowadays, to get our knowledge, obviously we go to college and stuff, but way, I mean, way back in the day, God had to give them the knowledge to know those things, to teach other people. Exactly. Because they wasn't taught at all because no one knew that. When you would discover new things, God gives you that knowledge. Yeah, like um, like Noah's Ark or whatever. He had to have the knowledge of how to build that ark because there wasn't an instruction manual that came with the wood. He had God had to give him that knowledge on or, in order to build this perfect boat that wouldn't take in water, that wouldn't sink, that would hold hundreds and hundreds of animals and millions of pounds of weight and it's so amazing too about because um <clears throat> i don't know if you went but we i went to see the ark with the church here and of how big that ark is just to think that it can float in the water and take on all those waves and everything coming at it with like you said that many pounds in it i mean that's pretty awesome that's <clears throat> yeah I, I don't think it's physics but i can't remember the word for it. is it physics sure why not sure let's make it physics or math i don't know I can't do it. I can't do either. <laughs> but um, another another thing that I want to debunk right now is a lot of people believe in the evolutionary theory is where we came from. But the matter of the fact is the evolutionary theory only applies when you already have life because you can only evolve from something that's already living, right? Us. We would have to evolve from what they say, monkeys and apes and stuff like that. That's life. So if you claim that you believe in the evolutionary theory, if you can tell me and, and explain to me 
with evidence where that life came from, I'll agree with you. But in all reality, even if we did evolve, we came from God. Something. Yeah, which I don't, <clears throat> I don't agree with that too. But I mean, I don't really agree with that because also, I believe when God made Adam and Eve, He made Adam and Eve how we are now. He yeah. didn't make us as monkeys, and we evolved <laughs> into who we are today. I don't believe that. Yeah, we wasn't His pet apes. In exactly. the Garden of Eden. It says in the Bible, he made animals and he made humans. He didn't make animals that turned into humans. Yeah. It says he made he made man in his image, and then he made the animals of the sea, the animals of the land, which we'll go into that in just a little bit. But there's you can't say you believe in the evolutionary theory because there's the evolutionary theory, like I said, only applies when you already have life, when you already have the blood flow, whatever. So just wanted to say that real fast. So I'm going to get into our last verse here. Um, this is going to be in John, John chapter 1, verse 3. And this a little bit goes off of what Braden was just, was just talking about. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing, anything made that was made. So all things that are on earth was made by God. And if it wasn't for him, there would be nothing here. There, would be any, there wouldn't be any planets. The earth wouldn't be here. There would be there, no land, no seas, nothing at all. I mean, you take, like I said earlier, in order for us to build stuff, we have to get the stuff from what God made. I mean, you take the minerals that we have to get to form just a whole bunch of different stuff. You have to start with what God created in order to get where we are now with the stuff that we have. Yeah, we can't create anything without the help of God. Exactly. Okay, so we're going to get into the uh, seven days of creation. So on day one, God created a lot. And I'm going to read Genesis uh, um, chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So I think it's pretty awesome that we still use uh, these three verses today talking about how we separate light and darkness, and then how we call the light day and the darkness night. And uh, Clark mentioned a second ago, he actually has a mic now if he wants to, if he wants to talk about it, but how God gave us the knowledge with the word light, because we call everything the light of day. We call it the darkness. Um, he gave us that knowledge, and he gave us that to say. I mean, in the Bible, it pretty much tells us why we call day day and why we call night night, because God divided the light from the darkness, and that's the whole reason that we have those certain words to describe the way we live now. It's almost like if you know you, you read Genesis, it's like it's your blueprints and the way we live today, it's what gave us the knowledge or gave us the vocabulary of what to use today. Yeah. I mean, that's Genesis is, I guess you could say the reason it's at the beginning of the Bible is because everything that we do today comes back to this. It's like he said, it's our blueprints. It's what we started with. The reason that we do things today is because of what God made and created. All right. So I think we're going to jump down to the second one now. Uh, the second one is the firmament. I'm going to let Braden uh, talk about it a little bit. All right, so this is Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. It says, uh, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, so the evening and the morning were the second day. So, a lot of people really don't understand this verse. We didn't. We actually had to sit down and kind of rethink this and kind of understand it. But I looked it up, and it says, um, The idea of a firmament is an expanse or space, and the waters of the land are separated from the water vapor in the sky. So, when it says, It divided the waters which were under the firmament, 
that is the ones that are on the land. And the firmament is like our atmosphere. That's like the dividing line. And it divided divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And that's the water vapor in the sky, which, again, it proves the existence and the accuracy of the Bible because, as we know today, we have water vapor in the sky. That's where the rain comes from in the clouds. And I thought that was really, really cool. And he called the firmament heaven because that's like our separating factor from the next level. We have the water down here and we have the water up there. And in between that is our atmosphere and um, the dividing line. Yeah, well, Cole looked up... uh I think a definition, and it kind of referred to it as like a dome. Yeah, right so, here it yeah. says uh, the firmament is the vast solid dome created by God on the second day. And that dome is the atmosphere that you said that you have on earth today. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, we they really didn't figure out about the atmosphere until later in the years after this. But in Genesis, it tells us right here and, uh, yeah, exactly what we have. In all reality, the atmosphere has been in front of our face the whole time in the Bible. We just never realized it till now. Yeah, I mean, you get science. People that believe in scientists are like, well, you can't really explain why the atmosphere is the way it is. I actually I can. It's on verse seven and verse seven of Genesis one. I mean, it tells us why it's there and what purpose it serves. It divides the waters from down here and the water vapor that's in the sky. All right, so I'm gonna get into the third day of creation. Uh, this is gonna be our last one for today, since this is kind of a. Uh, we want to get more into detail and be extensive about it, and i got to go to work pretty soon, so we're going to make this kind of a two-parter so we can really get in depth with it. So on the third day, God created the earth, the sea, and the vegetation. So I'm going to read you a few verses uh, out of Genesis. It's uh, Genesis 9 through 12. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together, the waters, the seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass and an herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth, and the earth brought forth grass and herb uh, yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. You know, one thing that, uh, as we've been doing this and talking about the days of creation, you know, I just think it's so amazing how, like, in one day that God can do all this. Like, uh, on this one, on day three, he created the earth, the sea, and the vegetation. And just to think, I know he's not a man how we are, but just to think that somebody can do that in one day and make it so perfect that he sees that it's good and that and nothing's wrong with it at all. I couldn't imagine sitting there watching all this unfold. That oh, yeah. would be insane. It, that would I, be amazing. I mean, it kind of makes you think, is it like, God says that when the rapture happens, it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. I mean, did, yeah. did that happen when this happened, or was it like a whole day thing where you could literally watch it all happen? I don't. He says it. Was, he said it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. But I mean, you take. I mean, just think about it. I mean, we look at these different sea animals and how pretty the sea is, how blue it is, and all that stuff. Think about how quick he made that, and then that it's perfect. I yeah. mean, I can't even imagine that. Well, think about it this way. I mean, it kind of goes back to what Braden said earlier. But how could you honestly? feel bad about yourself i mean we yeah. are made in his image and look what he was able to do in one day you know think about the work that we do what can we really accomplish in one day yeah but he's able to accomplish all of this in one day and we're made in his image yeah you know that's insane all right so going off of what clark said i'm gonna well this is one of the later when he created us but it said that we have dominion 
over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on earth. Think about how perfect this earth is and the way we look at this and the sceneries that we can see around the world, and we have dominion over all that. That's how, that's how, that's how God sees us, is we are so loved by Him. We have dominion over all the perfect things that He created. Well, you know, He gave that to us. He created yeah. it for us. So, you know, it kind of don't really want to start an argument, but, you know, the thing is, is, you know, people say, well, I'm better than you or you're better than me, whatever that may be. If you really think about it, right there, it explains, you know, God created us, but then he gave us, you know, free the will. tools and the free will to pretty much do what we want. And of how you was talking about, Clark, about how God gave us, like, I mean, he, everything that he put on the earth other than us is like our tools. So, and there's people that are vegetarian, I guess, that say it's bad to eat meat and stuff, which if that's what you want to do, I mean, that's perfectly okay. But I'm not saying, but it's not a terrible thing, but God, because God put that on our earth specifically for us, because we're on top of the food chain. And, uh, I mean, it even says in Genesis, um, I'm not sure of the chapter, but I mean, I'm not sure of the verse or the chapter, but it says, grab thy quither and thy bow and go out into the field and take me some venison. And if you don't know what venison is, I mean, that's deer meat. Because God put that on earth for us to live and for us to thrive and survive. Yeah, I mean, you take, think about it. I mean, if besides, I'm not being rude to these animals or whatever, but I mean, you look at, we can't live off of plants our whole lives. And I know most people live by that. But other than controlling the height of the grass or whatever, what purpose do animals serve? I mean, they're there for us to eat. That's what they're there for. Now, there's some animals that are there for certain things to keep under control and stuff, but the ones that we are supposed to eat, that's what they're there for. And I think God gave, like, put certain animals on earth for different reasons. Yeah. Like, God put uh, cows, maybe chickens, and turkeys and stuff. Like, that's for our food. And maybe they, he put dogs and cats to comfort us. Because I know a lot of people that have anxiety and depression, they have dogs that will that will lead them through that, even though it's not in the sense that we can use them as food, but we can still use them in a different way that would really help us. I mean, it's kind of like us. He put us on. He put all of us on here for different reasons. I mean, he's really into cars. I really, I don't know what you're really into. You don't really have a thing. I I don't really have a main thing, but I'm kind of spread out over yeah. the place. I'm into fishing, but we all have our different reasons that we think we're here. Same thing with animals. Want some are to eat, some are to control, like. Like cats, most people think they're there to control the mouse population. So get a cat, call, put it on your boat, do whatever <laughs> you need to do. But um, we they all serve their different purposes, and I think some people fail to see that that there there's animals here for us to eat for because God said so. Yeah, and I mean, pretty much to sum up what he's saying is, you know, we all have a job. Yeah, and that works for the same as humans and animals. I mean, you think about bees; they're there to pollinate. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to keep. That. You know, flowers and vegetation and stuff going. And so it comes down to the same thing as a human. You know, without everybody having the different skills, how could we really survive? You got the people that build our shelter. You got the people that, you know, grow our food. You And the list continues. But it, it takes all those different skills to really keep everything running. Going off of that, I, I just come up with a really good idea. So a lot of people are like, well, why did God create sin? He didn't. He, cre- he gave us free will because he didn't want us to be robots. He didn't want us to just be controlled and everything. He wanted us all to be different, make our own choices. Reason being is like you said, so that we could all have our different jobs and keep this whole thing running. Because if, we we, if we were all like robots and we were all the same, 
this world could not turn because if we all done the same thing, nothing would work. And yeah, God does not want us to follow Him if He's controlling us because yeah. though I mean honestly, there would be no reason for Him to want I guess followers if you know we're controlled because we have, like you said we have free will here on here on Earth and we can do whatever we want and God wants us to have the mind to choose him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just want us to follow him just because he has a program that way. He wants us to willingly love him and pursue him. And, you know, th- that really dates back all the way to Adam and Eve, which we're about to get into. You know, they had the option to eat from the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. or not. Then they did. But And this explains even what we're talking about right now. You know, once they committed that sin, things became harder for yep. them. And what they have to do? They had to eat the cattle. You know, it specifically says that in the Bible. So right there, you know, that cow was put on this earth. So Adam and Eve had something to eat once they had sinned. Yeah, I mean, and somebody said that the flesh is our sin because we, if we have fleshful desires, that is our sin. But the flesh can only work if you allow it to, which goes to free will. If you allow your flesh to take over, you're going to sin a lot more than you would if you didn't. But going back to him, Adam and Eve were naked, and they didn't notice that until they sinned. And when they sinned, they were ashamed of their bodies, and they had to cover themselves in leaves and grass and stuff like that. I remember when I was little, um, we had these children's books, like the Bible children's books, probably when I was like in first, second grade. And... uh, like you were saying, how they were ashamed because they never realized they were naked or anything yeah. until they committed that sin. And I, I still have this picture in my head. It's a picture of Adam and Eve, and they're hiding in the bushes. For one, they're hiding from God because they're scared to death because they disobeyed Him. Yep. And then also, they're too, they're also ashamed of themselves because they're completely naked. Yeah, I mean that's that speaks volumes out there because we don't we live our normal lives in shame and stuff, cause, and we keep all this sin and all our stuff that we have on our shoulders bottled up and we hide from stuff and we think that God doesn't want to see that but if we go to him and we give him what we have and we allow him to see us as we are he'll start loving us and we won't notice the things that we used to be ashamed of and you know that that makes a lot of sense and it really ties into what we was talking about earlier is you know being ashamed of yourself or thinking that you're not good enough it comes back to the same old thing we were made in his image why should we be ashamed yeah I mean Obviously, we should know our sins. You know, we should learn from them. But the thing is, is why be ashamed of who we are, or what we look like, or what we do when we are made in His image? It keeps coming back to the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said earlier. Everything goes back to Genesis. Everything that is kind of uh, touching back on what we talked about, Adam and Eve. <clears throat> we can kind of relate to them also because when we commit sins, like Adam and Eve did with the with the fruit, obviously, they were hiding from God. We do the same stuff. If we get on the wrong path and we're not following God how we should, we try to put it in the back of our mind and try to hide from God. And when in reality, we can never get away from it. But that's just what we. That's just what we do. It's our human nature. I mean, when we choose to sin, we chose to eat that apple, and then we're like, "Oh crap! I shouldn't have done that. I just I need to like, I don't want him to see this. Like, let's just chill for a second. Let it pass. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's the same thing that they were feeling. When we sin today, it's the same thing that they were feeling, you know, when they first sinned and realized they were naked or whatever. When we do it, we know we've yeah. messed up. You know, you do something and then it, it's in your head automatically, you know, oh, man, I, I shouldn't have done that, you know. And it kind of comes down to the same same thing like I've been saying. Everything starts somewhere. And 
it just continues. So hitting on what you just said, Clark, about um, knowing that you sin, if you are a Christian, then you will know, like, you know when you sin. Even, even if you're not a Christian, you know when you do something bad. It's your conscience speaking to you. But especially if you're a Christian, it's the Holy Spirit tugging at you. Even right before you commit that sin and you know it's wrong, you're, you might do it anyways. But that's the thing. You know it's a sin. You know it's wrong. And I think that's pretty awesome. That's your. That's God's way of being with you all the time and telling you, hey, stay away from that. Let's let's not get into this. You know, Just chill. It brings up a point, too. You know, people say straying away from God or, you know, whatever it may be. And, yeah, people do stray away from God. But even though you're not doing what he wants you to do, he's still with you. Because oh, yeah. whether you've been to church or you haven't or, you know, you have strayed away from God, you still feel that. You know, you do something and something just pulls at you from the inside. It's like, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I mean, once you give your heart to God, he has it in his hands. And if he wants you to come back, he's going to start pulling on it a little bit. And he's like, hey, come on, let's go. Let's go home. Come on. All right, guys. So I think this is going to be the end of this podcast of episode nine. But really quick, just science really does prove the existence of the Bible because it goes back. It tells us the details of why we do what we do and how everything kind of started and where it all came from. So, but we're going to continue this in the next podcast, but we're kind of time crunched right now. So we're going to pick up with the sun, moon, and stars of day four when God created those. So I thank you guys for joining into this podcast. Uh, guys, you want to say anything? Uh, just, um, again, uh, we have that email, transformbray.call at, uh, at gmail.com. Is that right? Yeah. So if y'all have any questions or want to speak about anything, just let us know. And uh, just y'all have a really good rest of the week. And like Braden said, we're going to do uh, talk over four through seven, which I know we kind of came off topic a little bit, but I think it's kind of a good thing because we hit on some topics, which I think is really good. And, I mean, you can never run out of time when you're talking about God, you know. Somebody well, may have needed to hear that. You know, adding into that, I really think – you would want to hear the second part if you've heard the first one. Yeah. Just because we were talking about when we were studying, trying to figure out, you know, exactly how we was going to bring this to y'all. Um, there is so much detail in just the first couple of verses of Genesis that you, you don't really understand. And so, you know, in the second part of this, I think we're going to be able to explain and talk about a lot. Yeah. And maybe bring some things to people's attention that they had never really thought of before. I mean, there's there's two there's two parts in here that are going to be really big: the sun, moon, and the stars, because that's a big reason that we're still here today. And then us. One, one thing about the Bible that I love and it's just so great is, it if you read a verse and you could read it ten times before you really realize that's what it was saying. So one last thing I was going to say is like, today we went over. I think in total, well, we went over the first four verses. We went over some more. And just in those three or four verses, we were talking about it for like 20 minutes. And we yeah. could have kept going on and on and on. And it's just awesome to me because if you're having a Bible study, like especially if you're talking about one book of the Bible, like let's say John, if you're really going into detail of every single verse and every single chapter, I mean, it might take you close to a year to get through the whole thing if you really want to get that much in detail to it. I remember a couple months ago I read one chapter and it took me like two hours because I was really trying to understand what each word meant and it took me two hours but I learned so much. Well you know that's the amazing thing about you know following God honestly is you know Cole's dad he's a preacher but our grandfather is also a preacher. I mean he's been doing this for years and it's like any time that you're really studying the Bible or trying to come closer to God, you know, there's always something to learn. You know, our grandfather's been preaching for all these years, but 
I guarantee you, every time he picks up that Bible, he learns something new. And that's amazing. Just to think that, you know, there's always more out there that you could learn. And it really just brings you closer to Christ every time. Well, it's something I say all the time going off of that. If we, if the Bible wasn't so in depth and everything, and we finally got to where we could understand everything, we would, we really wouldn't have a reason to pursue him anymore because there's nothing else to learn. But where there's so much stuff to learn and look at and try to realize, it keeps us interested and keeps us going in that pursuit of God. Yeah, I think, I think from day one, like, I know this don't happen, but let's just say day one you're born, you you start reading the Bible till the day you die, even if you live to ninety years old. You're not gonna. You might get through that whole Bible a few times in your life, but you're not truly gonna understand everything in that Bible. You can have an IQ of two hundred. Oh yeah. Not, well, not that's the that. amazing part is you know we wasn't made to really understand yeah. everything. You know we was put here for a reason, but then you know we learn and we try to figure everything out, but we never will. God is the only person that can give you all those answers. Yeah. If you really want to know something, ask God. He'll yeah. tell you. Start with start with asking Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior, and your knowledge will just go out the roof. All right, guys, so I think we're actually going to end it here because <laughs> i got to go to work. i got to be at work in 45 minutes. i got to go home and shower and stuff. All right, Clark, go you want to close us out real fast? Okay. All right, well, Clark, we'll try to be here on the next one. All right, so we'll see you guys later. All right, y'all have a really good rest of the week. Adios.